Welcome to this episode of the Safety Cast. Today, Ryan Tinker is joined by Mark Moscovich and Nissa Holiday to discuss SafeWorks' seasonal safety campaign and how it applies to the construction industry. Thanks again for joining us, everyone. Uh, in this episode of the Safety Cast, we'll be discussing the SafeWorks Seasonal Safe Initiative uh, and how it applies to the construction industry. I'm joined today by guests, Inspectors Mark Moscovich and Nissa Holiday from our Work Environment team. Uh, welcome, Mark and Nissa. Firstly, Mark, can we discuss the legal obligations of PCBUs and workers uh, regarding the provision of a safe work environment? As your listeners would be aware, Ryan, um, businesses have a duty to protect the health and safety of their workers. In terms of working environment, this means they need to think about how the location where they're working might create health and safety risks in and of itself. Um, A good time to be thinking about this is when they're completing their swims for certain tasks uh, and particularly when they're doing the job safety analysis or JSAs for that location or job. Yep. Um, in terms of the seasonal safe work, this means thinking about whether uh, there's any bush nearby the site, uh, is there only one road in and out, are there active fires nearby at the time on the day or expected, uh, or is there um, heavy smoke in the air, that type, type of thing. The initial planning. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that's right. And in, in construction, I guess, this risk uh, will likely change, obviously, whenever they move to a new job site. So yep. it's not like a factory where you do that once a year and that kind of thing, and it's fine for the rest of the year. Obviously, with construction, you're moving quite regularly. That's right. And so those risks will change quite just, regularly as well. Just a matter of reassessing and it is, yeah, yeah. the site specific. And, and we, we kind of get, we get that this makes emergency planning more difficult yep. for construction than it does for some other industries, but I think that just highlights the need to keep on top of it Absolutely. Uh, and be aware of what's happening locally with fire and smoke impact uh, and, and hot weather that's expected or planned for that sort of location yep. where you're working. Yep. Okay. So working outdoors in Australia, particularly uh, in our fine state of New South Wales, uh, can be harsh at times with workers exposed to all kinds of uh, extreme weather conditions. Um, how can businesses support workers so they can remain safe uh, and productive during these times? Yes, we all know that Australian summer in particular can bring a range of hazards caused by weather, which can have a dramatic impact on workplaces, in particular workers who predominantly work outside, like construction. Uh, this is why Safe Work New South Wales commenced Seasonal Safe, um, a campaign and awareness visits last year, with the aim to guide and support businesses and workers to adequately plan and prepare for summer hazards in particular bushfires, bushfire smoke which causes reduced air quality, uh, extreme heat and um, ultraviolet radiation exposure. But uh, businesses can support and keep workers safe from seasonal hazards by following a simple seasonal safe four-step process. This, these steps include planning, monitoring the environment, implementing the emergency procedures and lastly reviewing or evaluating the plan's effectiveness. Okay, thanks, Nissa. So we'll step our listeners through uh, through these stages. So how can businesses plan for these conditions? Uh, well, businesses can easily plan um, and prepare for these conditions by developing and implementing a seasonal safe plan, which should ca- complement their site emergency plan. Um, having both these plans in place will improve the provision or availability of resources in place to better protect and support workers ahead of the seasonal extremes, such as those that I mentioned. So the bushfires, extreme heat, uh, UV, but also other conditions that may also impact workers when working outdoors. Um, In construction could also include um, hazards such as storms, flooding or high wind. 
The best way all businesses can develop a seasonal safe plan for their particular workplace environment or location is by gathering information about the specific location or site and monitoring those changes. Okay, so these the, these conditions we've just mentioned can be um, attributed to, to the climate and, and particular season that the workers are subjected to. Um, so do you have some tips for how businesses can monitor and enact their own seasonal safe plan? Um, yeah, I do. I guess um, planning before you need to act, really, that's the answer. Um, when a bushfire is approaching, you're not going to make the best decisions, so think about it before you need to enact it. Yep. Um, businesses and, and can think about downloading the Fires Near Me app. Um, on that app, it's a really handy app. You can set an alarm radius on the app that will alarm when a fire gets within a certain radius of wherever your location is. So you yes. can set that five kilometres, ten kilometres. Um, sometimes it'll be obvious that a bushfire is coming, sometimes it won't. So that's a really handy app. Yeah. Have, particularly if you're planning work for the day and you can monitor it and see where your guys are going to be working in relation to a fire and maybe make a call as to whether they go to work or not. That's right. It's that in day. real time, the alerts it come is, through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, if there's a principal contractor for the site, um, businesses can make sure they ask them for the site emergency plan uh, and ensure that their workers are aware of it. You know, if you've got a principal contractor on site, they'll have all those plans already in place, ideally, for the site, for a larger site. It's a matter of making yourself known to them and finding out, and which you may well have done in an induction, but yep. uh, if they haven't, make sure that you ask about uh, what the plan is for that site, like you would yep. about muster points and where the nearest hospital is, that kind of general yep. safety information. Make sure they're covering off. Yeah. yeah um, if you are the principal contractor... Um, then uh, you need to make sure that all the contractors and the subbies know exactly what you want them to do um, if the site is impacted by bushfire or bushfire smoke so that they're not, when if and when it happens, they're not sort of racing around panicking and, again, as I said before, planning what you're going to do before you need to do it. Yep. Um, and everybody on site, I guess, needs to know where the emergency muster points are located. So this should be uh, in the swims for the task or the job safety analysis yes. anyway. Um, so use that process to raise awareness uh, about the risks from bushfire or smoke on particular sites when you're doing the induction, when you're doing the toolbox talks, when people are signing off on those documents. Talk about it then. Yep, okay. So we've covered off on these initial processes that the businesses can, um, can implement uh, straight off the bat. So when would it be time to enact their seasonal safe plan um, and how can they go about communicating, preparing uh, with all the workers involved? Well, I guess ideally um, what your workers will need to do will already have been thought about and consulted through the normal consultation and, yep. and emergency planning processes. So, yeah, so it's crucial to involve the workers throughout these yeah, processes. Yeah. And that, that's a good point, which, which I think uh, is sometimes forgotten. It's, you yep. know, management can take control of developing some of the documents, but it needs to be in For consultation sure. with the workers because they know the risks yep. from a day-to-day point of view. And, their and, rising ears on the ground. Yeah, and, and so if, if yeah. they don't do that, they're risk missing out on important points and easy way to de- easy ways to deal Solutions, with things that, yep, you know, absolutely. That, that are practical. Yep. Um, so on a large site, the principal contractor should be including that kind of information about emergency plans in the, in the health and safety uh, management plan for yep. that site because there's a principal contractor. And that's a fairly high level important thing that should be included in the inductions to the site as totally. well where you've got a, a principal contractor. And if they're not doing that, it's a matter of talking to them saying, what do we do when there's a bushfire or what do we do when there's smoke? Yep. Because they have that ultimate control and, and responsibility for the they're, site. They're going to be making that call. Yep. Yeah. And I guess on a smaller site, um, long or short term, this kind of information can be included in the swims for the tasks, yep. um, especially hot work. And so people are doing work with grinding, that kind of stuff. 
um, and in the job safety analysis if you're using one for the specific site or for the job because as we said before that'll change from day to day and from site to site particularly if you're moving um, fairly regularly from one site to another yep and I guess uh, another key point is to remember like your muster points uh, your nearest hospitals and the site specific risks that might change in your swims or JSA for each different site so too will the risk for the with the bushfires and smoke and the heat, you know. So so yeah. it's not again as we said before. I can't reiterate that enough. I guess it's not something you do once and put in a no, folder. No, not, be not <laughs> like a generic form where it's a coverall for each side. Yeah. It's going to be have to be absolutely. Specific. Yeah, yep. Um, you know, so when you think about it, I guess you know something like a housing development at Windsor yep. might have a huge bushfire impact risk, while an apartment site at Botany could easily be impacted by bushfire smoke and our experience last year was that a lot of those sites around botany were you know they're a long long way from the bush but they still got impacted by smoke yeah absolutely so nobody gets off quite scot-free no they still got (laughs) um and the other in my experience people working near the harbour foreshore um a great location to work but workers are going they're very exposed they're going to get dehydrated very quickly and likely be exposed to sunburn even more than a worker working somewhere in in a shaded area near the bush or indoors so those sorts of things as well thinking about what the environment in terms of heat, smoke, bushfire risk and, and solar radiation are going to do to your workers based they're on where they're working that day. Yeah, yeah, yep, absolutely. And obviously that'll change depending on the trade as well, you know, so roofers yep. and people like that. For compared sure. to, you know, a plumber might be working indoors, you know. Not, yep. Um, and it, it, it also change as a, the project uh, progresses. So if it's up to fit out stage, most of the work is going to be inside. And Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Compared yeah. to the civil stage, where yeah. everyone's inside. And, that, and that's a good, yep. a, it's a good indication that it needs to be something. It's, it's a business as usual yep. kind of everyday consideration. It's a running document, yeah. updated. Yep, that's, that's right. Go. Yep. Uh, and as I said, every site's got you know vastly different um, risks. Um, and that's why, as, as we said before, that's why businesses need to keep on top of the working environment risks that can change from site to site. Uh, or as you said, even from a day over a day or two because yep. of changes locally and you know, in your schools and your other building sites, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all really in the planning and, and importantly, as we said before, that importantly that the planning is done before it's needed to be done yes. so that you can react in a sensible and, and calm way uh, when, there's, when an emergency happens. Yep. It's important that it doesn't need to, when we talk about planning for, for this type of thing, particular seasons, it doesn't need to be rocket science. It doesn't need to be no. pages and pages of documents. It needs to be something that's straightforward, that everybody understands, Practical. that everybody knows how to enact when it happens. Yep. Um, the simpler, the better. The less people need to think about because there's a bushfire coming or there's smoke. They've got lots of things oh, to think about. Yeah. So. <laughs> if you're hitting the panic station. Exactly. Right. So the less decisions they need to make on the day, the yeah, better. You know, it's so. more effective. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I think it really just comes down to being a matter of thinking about where your site or your job is located and how the Australian summer with that risk of sure. bushfires, smoke, heat and sunburn might affect your workers. Um, and I think really that's the value in using the seasonal safe tool that we have uh, on our website uh, is that the benefit of making simple but clear plans for your site job that everyone can understand and follow quickly before you need to use them. So it gives you a bit of a, it's, it's not the answer to every issue, but it gives you a bit of a tool to work tools, with yep. to, to think about the different types of things that might affect your site to get uh, in, in, in summer. In mind, yep. and yep, absolutely. Uh, thanks, Mark. That would lead us uh, to the last step of reviewing the seasonal safe plan. Um, how can businesses review and revise their plans and communicate that with their workers? Yeah, well, naturally, we review and evaluate our actions once the task and event is completed. So this is no different. Uh, Businesses Mm -hmm. should be looking to review a seasonal safe plan at the end of the season, especially if they have been impacted by the extreme weather or conditions, um, and therefore the changes may need to be made. 
alternatively, they can, um, or the review can take place in line with their current document and um, procedural reviews. Uh, in relation to the consultation and communication with workers, as Mark previously mentioned, uh, workers should be consulted firstly on what they should be included in the plan. Uh, mm -hmm. This is important as the workers um, have either probably experienced um, the tasks or working conditions and are unaware of what um, will or has affected them previously while carrying out these tasks. Yep. Again, once the plan has been developed, this needs to be communicated to all the relevant workers, which can be either through combination of toolbox talks, work health and safety meetings, workplace training, site induction packages, etc. Whatever best uh, method suits the PCBU and their, their workers. Yep. Uh, similarly, during the review process, workers should be consulted on what worked well. What sorry, what worked well. Yep. what um, additions may need to be made um, and probably what could be improved. The revised plan should be um, then communicated again through the most appropriate method for the business, um, as I mentioned before. That, that's um, just going back to that point where we, we involve the workers in the consultation phase. It's so crucial because not only the workers then gain an understanding um, of how the plan, if it, you know, when they're going to enact it, how it works, um, yeah, and they take ownership too, like their, oh, with their input, you no know. No doubt, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Absolutely. Uh, thank you. And where could listeners uh, gather any additional information? So listeners can access some great information resources by going to the Seasonal Safe webpage located on the Safe Work New South Wales website. Um, so through this page, they can access specific information Safe Work New South Wales have on heat, bushfire smoke and um, UV um, safety, along with links and valuable resources from other government agencies such as New South Wales Rural Fire Service, New South Wales Health, Department of Planning and Industry, Environment and many more. Okay. Thank you. And thanks for tuning into the Safety Cast today. And a special thanks to my colleagues, Nisa and Mark, uh, for sharing those very timely insights today regarding the Seasonal Safe campaign. Thank you. Thanks again for taking the time to download this episode of the Safety Cast. As always, if you require any further information, go to our website, www.safework.nsw.gov.au, or call 131050. If you wish to report an incident or make a complaint, please phone. 131050 or use the Speak Up app. And as always, please feel free to share this amongst your industry colleagues. Thanks again.